Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the NRV Life on Mission podcast. The Life on Mission podcast is practical conversations focused on equipping followers of Christ to live on mission by teaming up and being the church. Reach out to us with questions or topics you would like us to discuss. You can reach out on our Facebook page, NRV Life on Mission, or send us an email at nrvlifeonmission at gmail.com. And now let's head on over to the heart of the New River Valley and take a listen to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the NRV Life on Mission podcast. I believe this is episode number 18. We're climbing up the ladder in the numbers, Dave. Um, Dave, why don't you go ahead and tell them, I did it last week or two weeks ago. You Go ahead and tell them All right. our mission statement for this podcast. So we are trying to use coffee, humor, and the Bible to equip followers of Jesus to live a life on mission, uh, specifically in a rural context. Yeah, and... As always, we want you guys to interact with us. So if you're listening right now, um, I'm trying to look at the camera more because the last few weeks I've only focused on like this being an audio podcast, which we are, by the way. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Can't make fun of Google anymore because Nick Toller listens to Google Podcasts. That was a nice to segue into Google? the podcast, by uh, the way. I don't. I know, right? It was nice. I, you don't? I don't. But I have a quick question. Did you say coffee, humor, and the Bible? And the Bible. So... First of all, where's your coffee? I, I'm trying to do better. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure that. It's like, what is that, like a, like a, like a energy a shake or something? It's it a is, juice. It is a juice. Okay, it's, it's a juice. It's a juice. So, so, it's so we're using juice. What? <laughs> Remember you like a little kid's juice box. It's really orange juice it's in a protein like, shake bottle, so it looks like he just got done. Working out. Working out. Making, Can't tell? You worked on the gains. I can tell. Can't tell. You, you're rocking. Muscles popping out of that Under Armour. Polo, and then I didn't see I didn't see a Bible. He was just throwing that out there. He swipes. I have two digital devices. Oh my bad. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Oh, look. Sorry. <laughs> As look, I place my look, Bible. Look. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, sorry, I told we, you as you can see, we have a full house today, and we're really see excited we're to today. have a four-person <laughs> episode today. We have some really cool things to discuss. We'll get the, into that a little bit, but uh, let me just introduce who we have um, for the third time. I think I third think so. episode you've been on here. We have Jared and last. By. Third and the last. Three strikes and you're out. <laughs> Jared, how you doing today, man? I'm good, guys. It's good to see you. Good to be here. And uh, nice to meet this guy for the first yeah. time. But yeah, pleasure. A, I'll let you do that. Sorry. Yeah, and we also have for the first time in uh, the Studio B, soon to be Studio A here at North Star's <laughs> office, uh, Craig yeah. Kaler, which my phone always yeah. wants to say Craig Clater, because I guess I say Clater like a lot on my phone. How you doing today, Craig? Yeah, Craig? doing well. I appreciate you all. Invite me on, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun. Of course, my passion is the Lord. I love to talk about Him and share Him with anyone. So this is a win. Awesome. Yeah. Why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about um, where you come from, where, where you pastor at, and, and yeah. just a little bit about yourself real quick. Sure, yeah. Well, I'm the pastor of Dublin Church of God. Shout out for them. Uh, been there for about two and a half years, and uh, it's it's been a great experience. It really has. Really a dream come true. Awesome. I came into the full-time ministry out of retail. So I was a store manager for a company for uh, right many years and then came to, um, to full-time ministry. I've been an ordained bishop for quite some time now and, and been in ministry for over 20 years, but just uh, the way that my life had, had the turns and the twists it's taken. Um, I was a church planter in Northern Virginia and needed to put bread on the table. 
So in needing to do that, I stepped into retail. Mm. And when I did that, some other doors opened for me and so forth. But And then I wound back up at Roanoke, where I came from before I got here, um, and just was doing store manager work and being uh, really volunteer in ministry. Mm. And then God opened up this door for me for full time. Amen. So I stepped away from retail, and here I am. Awesome. That's awesome. And you yeah. guys just met today, but you guys yeah. had a connection. You oh, knew Jared's yeah. dad. Both from Roanoke, Botetourt County area. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I so. actually lived in Rainbow Forest, which is the subdivision where oh, Jared's dad pastor. Home church, yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. Small world. Very small world. Yeah. Especially here in Southwest Virginia. Yep. So, uh, Dave, how you doing today? I'm Can't doing leave well. you hanging. I'm hanging in there, man. I'm good. My, my morning juice has uh, got me fired up, so I'm ready to roll. Your orange juice. Nice. little orange juice from McDonald's this morning after your biscuit. That was my morning juice. Morning juice. It's my caffeine supplement. So that's what they call it in the church world, morning juice. Jared, I know you're interested in what it tastes like. Is it Advocare? Is it real? Like, because mm-hmm. my my brother and sister, no, my sister and brother-in-law used to used to be like Advocare. It's completely off. That's no. Yeah. Anyway, I've tasted it. Before. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Well, mm-hmm. today we are covering the topic of, and of course, what everyone, dun, dun, dun. all believers do on a regular basis. We're going to talk about quiet time, yeah. our devotion and quiet time before the Lord, and. Um, before we really dive into components of a quiet time, the importance of a quiet time, what do you guys do for a quiet time? I just want to throw this question on the table just to see where it goes. Um, Dave mentioned it before we, we, we kind of recorded today that it's kind of an assumption that all believers have a quiet time each and every day. <clears throat> Would you guys say that um, most believers in our area are having a regular quiet time in their life. Is it an easy discipline? I mean, um, is it something that everyone's doing right now? I, would, I wouldn't say so, no. I would say that the, yeah, the assumption is right that we say, yeah, everybody's probably doing it. And I think a lot of people think that, but a lot of us aren't uh, quick to admit that it's a struggle for probably most everyone mm-hmm. to be consistent in that way. Yep. Even pastors, right? Even pastors. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. what does y'all's quiet time look like before we really dive into I, it? I would, uh, before you jump into that, sorry. I, I, so I think there's an assumption, but I think there's also um, a naivety. Maybe that's the right word. Maybe not. Um, I'm not sure believers even generally – realize the need mm-hmm. to have it every day. So you're mm-hmm. saying not everyone's doing it, but there's another assumption we may have that all believers know that quiet times are important in their life. Right. And, and some don't even know that. Right. right. Yeah, I, I think a lot of folks are still on that, like, let me get fed for an hour on Sunday. And and whether it's intentional or unintentional, like, that's that's their fuel for the week. Mm-hmm. And yet, by Sunday afternoon, they realize it's not enough fuel for the day. Mm. And you know, I, I I just think, and I I'll, I'll go to scripture. I just I love the fact that Jesus, mm. the Son of God, exemplified the importance of his time alone with the Father. Um, in the midst of, and we can unpack this later through our conversation. But man, he had crowds pressing in on him. Yeah. He had his closest mm-hmm. disciples saying, "Hey, wait! You can't go anywhere. You got to. You got to. We need you to do this. We, they're waiting. They're they're they need you. 
there there are miracles that need like mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. things and he pumped the brakes and he's like no mm-hmm. because they need me i've got to go yeah. mm-hmm. and i need to go and be alone with the father so that now at that point then i can pour out into the needs that need to that have to be met mm-hmm. and and i just i i think we get so caught up and i don't want to monopolize the time but we get so caught up in the busyness mm-hmm. of day-to-day life and a lot of its legitimate needs mm. but one of the first things that gets pressed under the table and under the rug and out of our schedule is our quiet time with the lord and i and i will confess that 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 i wrestle with that like i uh it is a discipline that i wrestle with for s- multiple seasons of my life yeah. mm-hmm. um and so i think that's why i'm so like i want to talk about this because i need yeah. reminders as well that's right yeah Definitely. You know, like in church, we we stress the need for people to get saved, mm-hmm. and so we we really emphasize that experience. Have you been saved? And we press for that, and rightfully so. I mean, that's the Great Commission. But we forget that being saved really is this doorway through which we have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that quiet time for me is about knowing God. Oh, yeah. It's about coming close to Him and having this real personal relationship with Him. It's not about being religious. Mm-hmm. Religion is is not really a very positive thing in many cases. Right. Uh, but a personal relationship with God is what we all long for, yeah. if we could just know Him. I mean, we think about what's going on right now in today's world. What if someone could sit down at a table and speak to you and tell you how the events of 2020 would unfold, would that be worth your time? Mm. Well, we have someone. Mm. His name is Holy Spirit. Mm. And the Bible says that he will speak to us. Now, that's not to say that we'll ever not need to walk by faith because we will always need dependency on God, and he'll never show us so many things so that we we stop depending on him. But, But that's what it's all about for me is, is that personal relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, that brings up a good point. <clears throat> when you were talking, I, I thought of something that I've, I don't think I've ever thought about before. We're so quick as parents, friends, and as churches to ask the question about, like, are, are you saved? Is my kid saved? Lord, please save my kids. You know, our church yeah. people in the community need to be saved. And we're, we're all about those conversions, which is which is perfectly fine. But how often are we that much heavier over asking a friend or your child or your spouse, yeah. have you been in the Word today? Are you yeah. walking with Christ today? And yeah. I would say as intimidating as evangelism is, sometimes mm-hmm. it's intimidating to ask a fellow brother and sister in Christ, how's your walk and, and what did you read this morning mm-hmm. from God's Word? Yeah. And we don't do that much. We don't we don't right. put that emphasis in our lives. That's a good point. Right. I don't know if you're trying to make that point, but that's what I got from yeah. a lot sure. of what you just said. Yeah, yeah, it goes together for sure. Jerry's got the Bible out, so... Well, so, no, I, actually, I was just looking at the life of Jesus. So it's exactly what Dave was mm. talking about when, you know, he's the he's our model, right? We, we want to be like him. We want to know him. We want to model our life after him. And so when you look at his life, he was continually removing himself from the craziness of the world to get away with the Lord. And uh, so I'm, I'm reading a book right now. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, it's a crazy title, but it's by a pastor named John Comer. I believe he's a pastor in Portland. Um, anyway, he basically tells the story. I won't go through that whole book. That's for another time. But 
Um, but check it out. So he basically talks through like his, he was a mega church pastor and then he just hit the wall and mm-hmm. he was running and gunning and all those things that, uh, that ministry entails. Um, but he found out that he just had spent his himself and he was just completely, um, just completely crashed and burned. Um, and he realized that one of the biggest things that he hit was because of his lack of intimacy with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that went, you know, the craziness mm-hmm. of running five church campuses and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he spends his, a lot of time talking about, I mean, there's, it, it, the book it talks about the craziness, the distractions of life and social media and technology and all those things. But at the core of it, he's saying we've got to quiet our lives enough to be able to focus and listen to the Lord um, and so he, yeah. he says, he says, time to bring back the quiet time. And it's funny because mm-hmm. you guys brought that up. Um, you know, he says, bring back the quiet time like it's 1999. Like, cause it was like the thing back then, right? <laughs> that you, I remember growing up in the student ministry. It was like, have you had your QT? You know, have you had your quiet time? And, and, uh, but I think, uh, he's, he's right when he's saying, when you look at the life of Jesus, I mean, when, after his like very first time on the scene, he disappears for 40 days to go on a 40 day fast to spend time with the Lord. And, uh, and so he's he, to spend time with his, with his father. And so, again, modeling our lives after that, we've got to set aside that time. So it is crucial. So that's if that's where we're starting, point number one, mm-hmm. is that um, there is an, if Jesus needed to do it, if he had to get away from the craziness of life, then we too have got to put the cell phones down and the agenda down, the calendar down, and focus on Jesus. Yep. It's got to happen. Amen. That yeah. just seems almost near impossible for people listening to what you just said. Put the phones down, put the agendas down, put the calendars down to, to follow and get intimate time to know God better. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just go in kind of to what I think is the second point. Okay, number one is it's essential, obviously. It, I hate to say the word obviously, but it is. And sometimes we got to come yeah. back to the to the obvious things in our Christian walk. we got to get back to it. There's, it's obviously an essential part in our Christian walk. But number two, how do we get to the point mm-hmm. where we are routinely putting our phones down, putting the world down, putting the calendars down, the agendas down? How, how does someone get to that point in the world that we live in today? Hmm. So I've got a thought here, and that's just because <laughs> So there's some, and it's something that I'm trying to do now. Is, again, it's a practice that that some I've seen several guys doing, uh, and that is the first thing in the morning. And again, schedules are different; they don't always work out the same. Um, but you um, you don't touch your phone until you've touched your Bible, mm. and that's like a practice that I've seen several guys do, and um, trying to to work that into my daily rhythm as well. Where, like in the morning, you've got your phone beside your bed if it's your alarm or whatever. Uh, I've even seen guys go back to an old school alarm clock. <laughs> I was so going to ask. So that if your alarm's touch, on your phone, so they don't even touch their phone. <laughs> Uh, wow. And so, and it's just, a, again, it's a daily decision that you make. I'm, I refuse to pick up and get started on my day on my, on my cell. Because, again, smartphones end up controlling us and running our lives and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend time with Jesus before I do anything else. And that's just one practical thing you could do as a step to say, um, I'm going to prioritize this time. But then again, I understand schedules are different. Some people do it in the evening or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's one step that, we're, that I'm working through now. That's good. That's yeah. good. What about you guys? What, how, how do we get to the point where we routinely follow the life of Jesus and, and get away each day to get before God? Yeah. I mean, for me, I just I think it's an intentional decision. And that doesn't sound very, uh, um, what, romantic or, or, or what's the, the big thing that, that we look for, you know, authentic or... Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't seem very exciting. Right. But the reality is that 
I think we're a product of our decisions. Mm -hmm. And that if we're intentional and we say, at certain time in my day, I am going to fiercely guard this time for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, the word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So for me, the way that the Holy Spirit's dealt with me is do it first thing in the morning. So, um, but there have been seasons in my life where I did it before I went to bed mm. or some other time in the day. So there's not right or wrong there in my opinion, but for me, it's, it's making him the priority. Mm. Yeah, I, I think uh, really, Craig, what you said earlier about the relationship aspect mm -hmm. and when, when you think about the, the triage of who we care about, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think anybody would disagree that relationships are cultivated by by time together by conversation by communication by getting to know each other better mm -hmm. healthy relationships at least and so you know god is not an entity that we just kind of put up on a mantle like he is our everlasting father and so um the more that we get to know him the, the more we love him, right, which is our call, Amen. is to love him with everything that Amen. we have, yes. everything. And so we can't love him with everything if we know him at a surface level. Right. Like, I have fallen deeper in love with my wife over the past 18 years of marriage. Now, that's there's rocky, you know, you got to go through those, those rough seasons and those trials and things like that. Mm -hmm. But all of those hopefully also lead to a a depth of relationship that we could not have gotten to otherwise. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with our faith. That's why I love the familial analogy throughout Scripture. And and so, you know, the, the intentionality has to be there even mm -hmm. when the the heart's not there. So it's like when we're when we're in a rough place with our, our marriage, we that's when we have to kick in and be intentional and disciplined in Having time together, making having date nights, mm -hmm. uh, doing the things that I don't want to do, but I know she would want me to do them, so do them for her. Like mm -hmm. those intentional times, and then there are times when it's just like you're in that sweet spot of a marriage. I don't know why a sweet spot went with a fist, but <laughs> so you're in this sweet spot as a marriage, and you do things because you want to do things, and so right. it's it's both of that. So our journey in and being obedient to the Lord. I think there are seasons where, man, we can't wait to crack open the Word of God and just just be fed and and mm -hmm. and pray through the the, the words and and pray as part of that time. And then there are other times where we're in those dark nights of the soul kind of a season. We're in those mm -hmm. apathetic kind of spiritual mm -hmm. numb places where it needs to be an intentional discipline. Mm -hmm to crack open the Word of God, and it's going to seem like we're just reading black words on a white piece of paper, and like nobody's there and things like that. we got to press through that mm -hmm. and know and trust that He's there, that He wants us to keep pressing in and reading those words and praying that the Holy Spirit enlightens those words to us to mm -hmm. help us, whether it's in the morning for the rest of the day or at night before we go to bed, mm -hmm. whenever it is. And so I think it's that both where, man, there's times where it's just awesome, and in times where it's a grind, but we do it because we know He loves us and because we ultimately love Him, and we need to do it. Yeah, I think Amen. I think that captures what I was going to mention. The word that I thought of you guys when you were talking, discipline. And mm -hmm. then what you just brought up, Dave, is the word reality. And I think sometimes we're not doing a good job of 
you know, telling each other, reminding each other that quiet time is a spiritual discipline. Mm. And there's going to be days where you have to be intentional. Don't touch your phone until you touch the Bible. You Mm -hmm. have to be intentional. At this time of the day, I'm going to do this. And the reality part comes in that at this part of the day, every day, I may not feel, you know, there might be two or three weeks where you're in a season like, man, I'm just hungering to get in God's Word. And then all of a sudden, a day later, you're like, I do not, like, oh, well, I'll do it tonight. And then, boom, go to sleep. And then... And I think the other reality, another reality is that I like to remind people of is like, if you miss a day, that's okay. Start again the next day. That's a good point. And like, don't beat yourself up. Like, if if you didn't read the Bible this morning, you get to bed and you wake up. Oh, don't let your guilt make you do it another day. Get that's in right. it today, yep, even yep. if you feel like it or not. And um and and sometimes when we think of a discipline, we think of like painful, not enjoyable things. Mm-hmm. Punitive. Our, yeah. Like it's punitive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, I got to do this. And I think we just got to be reminded of uh, Ephesians 3. And I love how Paul reminds the church. He's talking about how, like, God, the, he's talking about the church as being the big mystery, right? And then that Paul, the least of the least, gets to teach the world about the mystery. But I love when he says, to me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles, and I love this the, this description, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Mm. Why would he say riches? Because a lot of people think, well, God's taking stuff out of our life. No, he enriches our life. And yes. so even though we may not feel it, you've got to remind yourself that when you get face-to-face with God, he adds to your life each and every day. And there's going to be days where you don't feel like doing it. Even though with that truth in mind, you're not going to feel like it, but you've got to have the discipline and the reality that I need this, and He's going to enrich me today to do to give me exactly what I need. So, number one, it's obviously necessary. Number two, it's got to be a discipline. You've got to make it a priority in your life. What, what yeah. about number three? Let's. What are some components of quiet time? What's What should quiet time look like? Even though it's different for everyone, what's some essentials that you would say is is essential in quiet time each day? Uh and I'll let these guys share specifically, but even before that, we are such a task-oriented people. Like we're looking for A, B, C, D for the miracle cure. And and I just want to say before, and I don't even know what they're going to say necessarily, but like understanding that in a relationship we can get godly counsel, we can get wisdom, we can get whatever, but ultimately, you know, my wife and I are going to have a relationship, and, and we're going to find different ways to enrich that and and, and pour into that. Um, and so I say all that to say, like, man, there are countless ways to have intimate times with the Lord. Right. And and so whatever we say here is is a drop in the bucket. For and it's and this may be incredibly great things. It may be encouraging and equipping to people listening, but it's a drop in the bucket for what can be done. The important thing is the is the dedicated, intentional, disciplined time with the Father, so that we can grow closer to Him. And so, uh, man, it gets it gets creative because we 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 want to look at boom 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 and this and this and this and this. Well, that doesn't work. That's okay if it doesn't work for you. Find what works. Seek, mm-hmm. seek the kingdom of God, and mm-hmm. and whatever works for you is going. It may be very different than anybody else, yeah. but if it's alone, intimate, soul refreshing time mm-hmm. with the Father, 
then that's the heart of it. Yep. Yeah. That's the heart of it. So mm-hmm. with that being said, like, what, what does that look like for you guys? That's, that's good because I think um, for me, mine, mine looks quite a bit different on different days. And mm-hmm. uh, I really like that. <clears throat> I really like that point because, um, you know, I, I love conversations like this because I'll go away from this conversation and I'll think, oh, wow, like, that's really cool. I mean, I'm going to give that a shot mm-hmm. and I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. I, I like And so I like learning from other people um, that are closer to Jesus than me. And so that I could say, oh, man, let me let me press into that a little bit. Uh, and so anyway, so this is good. This is good for me. So my my daily routine, it literally does. It changes from from day to day. So I have a couple things that I like, for example, one of the things that I'm into right now that I, I have a, a daily thing called New Morning Mercies by Paul Tripp. That's good. Uh, and so my wife and I like to do that one together. Um, so we don't always, and again, that's another point too, um, I think it's important for a husband and a wife to be, um, I understand that maybe not every single day you, you can't sit down for you know a long period of time and have your daily quiet time devotions, maybe not necessarily always together. But I do think it's important for husbands and wives to connect spiritually mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And I'll, just like, as a personal testimony, when, when Dan- Danielle's my wife, when Danielle and I were uh, earlier on in our marriage, we kind of had the assumption that, all right, you do your th- you're doing your thing, and then I'll do my thing. But we never really came together in that. Um, and honestly, I never even really... I've really failed as the spiritual leader because I never really checked in very well with her. Like, mm-hmm. hey, so how is your quiet time? How how is your time with Jesus? And and I think earlier on in our marriage, some things that we walked through and struggled through were as a result of a lack of spiritual intimacy that we had with each other. Um, and since then, the Lord has really taught us um, through some tough lessons um, in our marriage the importance of doing that time together and having at least some sort of a connection together. So like right now we'll have time together and then she's doing like a, um, a study with some ladies in our church on uh, spiritual warfare. So she, she's doing that as well. Um, but mine is, is different. I'll have, I, I love, there's another thing. So I like that book, have the Valley of Vision, which is like That's a good. like Puritan prayers, which is just, just rocks my world. Yeah, <laughs> Really just stirs my heart. Uh, I have another Puritan devotional thing that I'll read, and then I have just different reading things, and then of course time um, in the Word and the time in prayer. So, but it's not every single day all of those things. It's right. you know so maybe one day it is it's prayer journaling, maybe one day it's just time uh, reading through Psalms, and so um, wherever the Lord leads me mm. that day. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. For me, um, I guess it comes down to one word, and that's communication. I think that that every good relationship is built on communication, right? Whether with, with your spouse, with a friend, mm-hmm. with a coworker, whatever it may be, you're only as related to that person or close to that person in relationship as your communication allows for. So if we talk about getting closer to a friend, we talk about having you know, more time together. Why? Because during that time, you're communicating, mm-hmm. you're talking, you're sharing. So again, going back to personal relationship, for me, that time in the morning every day is about me talking to him and him talking to me. And so that just very simply is me praying, which is nothing more than a conversation with God, mm-hmm. and then reading the Word of God and letting him talk to me. Mm-hmm. And it's those two things and then whatever else may come in or out, depending, like you guys have brought 
out, you know, how things can be a little different in there and the type of devotion or the author you're reading at that time or whatever case may be. But those two things, prayer and the Bible reading, don't change for me. Right. That's every day because that's the communication yeah. with the Lord, you yeah. know, that I have. Mm. So. I think it's a great point that Dave made again that it changes. You know, it's it's different for everyone and mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Jared, there's times there's days where I don't feel like getting in the word and I don't know where to start. And um and another conversation we got for another day would be for pastors, is your quiet time different than your than your study time? And what are you getting for yourself rather than what are you yeah. getting for your church? And that's all in their conversation. But there's days where I'm like, Man, I don't know so like I've been told read through a psalm just to, or pray pray through a psalm to get you going to get you and that works a lot you know read through a proverb there's many different there's books out there there's devotion books yeah. out there and um the the cool thing is you've got to personalize it for you but the the bare uh necessity of the focus is it's a communication yeah you've got to commune with god mm. through prayer yeah. through his word i you know i can't stand listening to people say well i just haven't heard from god in a long time, right. he's just—I feel like he's not speaking to me. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you opened the Bible up, right? right? You know, when's the last time you prayed? You when's know? the last right. time you stopped talking and try to listen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be yeah. still, and know yeah. that I'm God. Like, listen to Him. And so, um, and that's the beauty of our of our Maker is He's given us freedom, and He's he, He's really made it easy for us to access Him through Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. through the Word. And I just pulled up my free Bible app on my phone, which, by yeah. the way, has thousands of free devotions. And I'll do a yeah. notification each day at a certain time to tell you to read the devotion for the day. Mm-hmm. And so kind of goes back to the discipline part of yep. that. We, we just got to get in the Word. And, and the reality is, and everyone listening right now, yeah. you can't get better at something until you realize you're not very good at it. Mm-hmm. And Paul says that in all of his letters. I'm the least yeah. of the least. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't made it yet. And But if you're sitting here today saying, well, I do my quiet time, we'll do it more. How can you go deeper? I asked our church that a couple weeks ago. Your prayer today is, Lord, how can I take a step further in my love for you, wherever that may look like? And so, um, yeah, and I, I think um, t- two things. One is, you know, and I'm, I'm ADD, so I, I, there are regimented people that are just like boom, boom, boom. I mean, just like super disciplined and and. I'm just not one of those super highly disciplined people, and so I like to switch it up as well. Um, and so the first thing I'll speak into is like what Jared was saying. Like I, I think maybe there's three things. I, there are three, three things that I feel like are important. <laughs> yeah, I feel like come out in three points. Yes, they come out <laughs> almost like in every sermon. Right, like so time in the Word, time in prayer. And, and I think this plays into the importance of being connected to a local church, mm-hmm. to be in fellowship mm-hmm. with one another. And, and so I think those are three things that I'm constantly, like, regurgitating on a Sunday morning, like the importance of being connected to those three. But, like, for the, for the specific personal quiet time piece, the Bible and the prayer needs to be a consistency in that. Um, and there are a ton of things, but I'll switch it up because man, I'm not a great reader. Like, it's a discipline for me to read anything, much less try to retain it well. Mm-hmm. And so for, for folks that, that, that are listening that may, you know, I struggle reading, I don't retain it, I don't whatever. Like, Dwell is an incredible app. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have known about that, but it's mm-hmm. there's a subscription to it. But again, what kind of price tag? What, what would we pay for everything else? I mean, you can pay like seven bucks a month, and it's this app that, that's ah, not that much, actually. Um <laughs> 
But it's an app that that is an audible Bible app. And so it basically just reads scripture and you can pick like the uh, the accent of the person, like it's male, female, what accent they have. Um, you can choose some background music underneath <laughs> it or not. There's reading plans that's audible versions of reading plans. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's specific scripture that you know is intended like it's nighttime music as, or nighttime scripture reading as you go into bed. Like it mm-hmm. kind of it, it'll play that's as you're as you're dozing off to sleep. Um, it's just I mean it's. It's one of those things. It's another tool mm-hmm. for people who want to use the excuse, well, I don't read, or I don't read well, or whatever. And all those things right. that you're saying on the digital, most all of them have audio versions of reading that scripture anyway. But Dwell is an app that actually for like fellow ADD folks mm-hmm. um, <laughs> could could benefit from that of mm-hmm. you know driving down the road and hearing. It's not undivided quiet time, which I think is important, and that's the goal. But even if you're being rushed or even if you don't like to read or whatever, mm-hmm. there are tools out there that take away any excuse any of us would want to have yeah. to yeah. being alone with the Father. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I can't remember what else I was going to say, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to bring up the dwell thing and not to just kind of name drop, but it's it's a great resource mm-hmm. uh, that's out there for people who struggle to actually read. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this too. One of the things that's been incredibly enlightening for me, because I don't – I blame it on concussions in my life, but my memory mm-hmm. is just, <laughs> man. Uh, but I, I've got this prayer journal that I'll go through and um, – prayers and and praises and i'll just journal things in the back of my other like i'll journal things but in the back's my prayer journal part i'll just write a bunch of stuff down and then maybe every couple of weeks i'll go back through what i've written down and either pray for continued prayer requests or i'll highlight uh praises or answered prayers like prayers that i was praying that has since been answered in one way or another and I'll write down kind of how it is. And so I'll go back through that thing, and I'll just look at all those highlights, and I'm just, like, blown away by the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Even if in the midst of, like, that couple of weeks between looking, yeah. like, I'll go through a thing of, like, man, where are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what, what's going on? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, in the minute in the midst of a quiet time, go back, and I'll look and be like, man, mm-hmm. always there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, it's it's man, it's it's powerful. Like when you when you stop, because we're so caught up in the moment, we're so caught up in me and my that we forget what God is doing all around us. Yep. And yep. Uh, so man, it's just every time I do it, I'm like, gosh, oh ye of little faith, man, because man, He is definitely moving in an undeniable undeniable ways. And if I didn't track and i don't even track them all like i wish i was more disciplined in it but even the ones i'm tracking i'm like man man mm. it's so crazy how cool faithful good and loving our god is yep amen, amen to that amen. and this it brought up for the second time today but journaling is a great way yes. to get in the word and uh i know i journal and and <clears throat> sometimes as men we think journaling is is not a thing that a man does, and and my challenge would be to to do it. Yeah. Start journaling and tell me in about two or three months of you faithfully doing it that 
it's it's too not manly for you to mm. do it this you'll be changed by doing like what dave you mentioned doing and yeah sometimes i'll go back and with a red pen something that just sticks out and then all of a sudden your whole page is full of how god's moving and and then as i'm reading through the word i just write down stuff and many different tools and so we kind of open this up it's fun to talk about this thing maybe we get to resume it a day later but uh, we gotta wrap it up today but uh, step number one about quiet time recognize the importance of it step number two make it a priority and step number three is how i would summarize everything we just said just do it just do it <laughs> just do it get in the word commune yeah. with god and um and i will say meditating on one verse yeah. a day is better than meditating on no verse every yeah. day yeah and let me ask you that just find somebody who will do it with you yes. and, and hold you accountable to it yep, yep. Yeah. and they'll just check it on you on a daily basis that way you're not alone and then when you know those days that you're wrestling or struggling and the the emotions maybe aren't there. They're not in it. Uh, you have somebody else to call you and see how, how things are going. Mm, that's good. So, yeah, and bef- before you get into the Word, like even if you're if whatever your regiment is, prayer after, prayer before, like remember, man, these aren't just black words. These are the words of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're beneficial and they're profitable and, and they're for us. And so pray, man, just a simple, man, Holy Spirit, man, just open my eyes and, and, yeah, yeah. and mind to – hear what you want me to hear today from your word because yeah. you know, that was the other thing i was going to mention earlier is like if you are super regimented like man one of my best friends is one of those highly regimented people and he's in the word all every day and and even that will you'll go through seasons where you're just reading words mm. um and and so we've had lots of conversations over that and that's where you you got to keep plowing keep plowing through keep praying for those words to come off those pages and into your heart so that you can live them out. And uh, it's not always going to be easy, but that's where the discipline comes in. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think accountability is, is incredibly important in that journey. Yeah. I just thought of another episode I need to write down. I'll mention now the red letters versus the black letters of the Bible. Dun, the dun, red dun. one's more important than the black ones, <laughs> you know. What if your Bible doesn't have red letter edition, <laughs> though? It's not inspired. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, uh, Craig, would you mind just uh, ending us today in a word of prayer before yeah, we end this episode? absolutely. Thank absolutely. You. Our Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, what a blessing it's been to sit around this table with these brethren and, and just to talk about you. Mm-hmm. And, Father, we realize that there's an audience that's going to be tuning in And, Lord, we pray that you would help us all to draw closer to you. And, Lord, we look at our lives, and we want to be different. Mm -hmm. And, Father, your word declares, Jesus, you yourself said that if you you love me, you will keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, we know that loving you will only happen if we know you. We can't love something or someone that we don't know. So help us, Father, to know you through time spent with you in your word, in prayer, Lord, in any of these other devotional type of formats, Father, help us to know your son, Jesus. And Lord, help us because of that to love him and then to obey him. Father, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.